Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Mark Hockman. You know what? I might get a breast reduction. Shut up, you jag off. Channing Crowder. Throw the spinner. Chicken and cheese is an aphrodisiac. Alejandro Solana. Rudy Gobert. Those are your weather. You look slightly zooted. (laughs) I might have tailgated a little bit. Sports. Thursday night football. You can watch it on your ring doorbell. I had some whoopee in a bunch of Waffle House parking lot. Is milk liquid cow? Mr. Unlimited. More sports. There's pork, but sometimes you gotta eat poke. It's raining testicles! The most sports. If you're in a pickle, just call Swickle. What's going on? I ain't getting no action last night. The Hawkman and Crowder extravaganza begins now. It is a Friday. So, I'll tell you what I originally had written as the first line of today's show. Give me some Duncan tonight, Spo. <laughs> that was written down. That was the opening line today. Give me some Duncan tonight, Spo. Alas, Duncan is sick and won't be playing. Well, why air quotes? Because he's not really sick. This is all Spo bullying him. This is bullying. This is a classic case of bullying. Um, you know, Spo's like, okay, I gave you a coach's DNP on Wednesday night. Now it's Friday night. Hey, guess what? You've got strep throat. You know, whatever, whatever it is. Like he's just bullying. <laughs> the him coach is misdiagnosing right. his players. That's right. Bullying. Bullying. <laughs> I mean, what? You think Duncan's sick? Perhaps he was sick on Wednesday, which is why Spo didn't play him. Well, how about you let us know then, Spo? How about you let us know? And then all the people yesterday who were like, you got to trust Spo. He knew not to play Duncan. Maybe then you all can go suck it because then we would have known Spo <laughs> did plan on playing him and just couldn't because he was sick. Regardless, we move on. I'm already annoyed. We move on. Here's what I need this weekend, okay? And I don't know if this is too much to ask for or not because there's a lot going on. Here's what I personally need to happen. I need a heat win tonight. Mm -hmm. I really wanted it combined with 15-plus minutes from Duncan, but that's not going to happen. So I need a heat win tonight. I need a heat win in Orlando tomorrow too, okay? Okay. We definitely need Panthers wins tonight and tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Most importantly... We need a Canes win over Duke tonight Mm -hmm. so that they play in the ACC championship game tomorrow, and that way I get an ACC championship game to watch on Saturday night. And then I need a good seeding and a good path to victory for the Canes on Selection Sunday. That way I can get ready for March Madness. And also I'm watching the FAU Middle Tennessee game right now. A little conference USA basketball action. I need FAU to cover 10. 
So is that too much to ask for for this weekend? I need two Heat wins, two Panthers wins, two Canes wins, Mm -hmm. good seating on Selection Sunday. Throw in an Inter-Miami win if you can do that as well. Okay. Give me an FAU cover Mm -hmm. over Middle Tennessee here. It's 47-37 right now with 13 minutes to go in the game. Is that too much to ask for? No, I mean, all you're asking for is for the South Florida teams to go 7-0. and Correct. And one of those teams to cover over the next hour or so. Right. This weekend. And then get a good path to mm-hmm. an Elite Eight Final Four right. you know, for, uh, for March Madness. No, I think, uh, I think you should definitely just raise those expectations, man. Just, just have and, them and, through and, the roof. And part of, part of the expectations, honestly, was going to be Duncan 15-plus minutes tonight. I'm letting that go. He's sick. Maybe he'll be better tomorrow. I don't know. But that's what I need to happen this weekend. There's a lot going on, but that's what I need to happen. No joke. The, the Heat, obviously, you'd like to see him win tonight. They can't lose in Orlando tomorrow. They just can't. Those, those losses are done. They can't do that the rest of the season. The Panthers, these are two easy teams. Do you know they're like a minus 480 favorite tonight over Chicago? Like, Chicago got rid of everyone. The Blackhawks so, suck? Yeah, they suck. Oh, they traded Patrick Kane, right? Correct. That's right. They're rebuilding. That's right. They, That's right. They, they, you know, eviscerated the roster. So the Panthers cannot screw around tonight and tomorrow because Winnipeg is bad as well. So tonight and tomorrow, they got to come out of there with four points. I'm done playing around. Inter-Miami's got a little bit of breathing room. They start 2-0. They got a little bit of breathing room. And the Canes, listen, you know that they are underdogs today to Duke. Yes. Now, Duke is the four-ranked team in the ACC. Miami's number one ranked in the ACC. And obviously, this is like a home game for Duke because it's in Greensboro. And so there's going to be 20,000 screaming Duke fans there tonight. But I don't want to see the Hurricanes lose to Duke just because they're Duke when Miami's a better team. They just are. I'd love to see him play in the ACC championship game. So it'd be great if FAU could hit a basket once in a while. I mean, What's just the score? One, one bucket. What's the score right now? 47 40. Uh, Middle Tennessee, but they, they had gone like six minutes without scoring. Middle Tennessee's was, up 47 to 40? No, no, no. Middle Tennessee's losing to FAU got you. 47 to 40. Got you. I've got FAU minus 10. So let me get this straight. After what Middle Tennessee did to the Miami Hurricanes That's on right. the football this field, this is payback, payback for you. This is payback. Okay. F I, them Middle Tennessee players. I would have stayed the hell away from any Middle Tennessee bet. Moving forward, after what they That's did to the, the Hurricanes, between you and me, I live uncut gems. I'm Howard Ratner, and uh, you are uh, Damani, something like that. <laughs> FAU just hit a three, fifty forty. All right. Anyway, lots going on. Mike Cuno is going to join us today. Crowder is off today. He's in Los Angeles, and I can't tell you where he is today. But if all goes well, they'll have a really good pivot podcast episode coming up next week or the week after. Um, Mike Cuno is going to join us. Lee Sterling has some picks for us. The 15 minutes of heat is going to be me trying to figure out if Duncan is really sick or not. We're just going to get some doctors on the air. (laughs) We're going to try to track down uh, every CVS in the area of the Miami Dade Arena, see if anybody named Robinson has filled a prescription. Listen, this doesn't bode well for your Duncan take because, I mean, MJ played through the flu, and you're telling me Duncan had a pivotal stretch can't battle a little head cold. I mean, are, that's are you what I'm telling me? you. He's not sick. Are you kidding me? That's right. It's exactly what I'm telling you. You're on my side, then. 
This is made up by Spo. No, I mean, how can Spo rely on a guy like Duncan who is going to sit out at a pivotal stretch in the Duncan season? Duncan doesn't want to sit out. That's the difference. Like, he doesn't want to sit out. He wanted to play Wednesday night. <laughs> he wants to play tonight. And Spo now is just bullying him. He's bullying him. He's bullying the, the fan base. He bullied Mario Chalmers when he signed a 10-day contract last season. I mean, today's National Mario Day, by the way. That's it why is. I bring it up. Yeah. National Mario Day. Mario Chalmers, of course, Solana's favorite Mario, right? More than Mario the Plumber? Yes, and more than Super Mario as well, and certainly more than Mario Cristobal. Sorry. Yeah. He's just, just got to be yeah. up there. Yeah, I'm with that one. Chalmers <laughs> never <laughs> lost to Middle Tennessee. I'm not, I'm not certain Mario Cristobal makes my Mount Rushmore of Mario's right now. Chalmers is on there, though. Think about that. Chalmers is on there for sure. Mount Rushmore of, of Mario's. Yeah, I got, I got to think about it. I got to think this one okay, through. Okay, you flesh it out. Yeah, let me flesh this out. Come back to me like 420, gotcha. 15 minutes of heat. Gotcha. Mount Rushmore of Mario's. All right, let's All do right, it. All right, let's get uh, headlines here. Start out today's Friday program headlines with Alejandro Solana. And there is a ton of headlines. Like, there really is. This sports update, it's driven by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Supercenter. Why buy your truck at a car store? Palmetto Ford, we know trucks. I'm going to start with the Dolphins, Hawk, because the Miami Dolphins are making moves. Something's going on. Mm-hmm. Did you see Linda Cohn's tweet? I did. She intimated that maybe they're in the market for Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Uh, I don't buy that. I, I would say if they're making this much cap space, if they're in the market for anyone, it might be Lamar Jackson as a little surprise. That's what I think, too. But um, but they could be in the market for an inside linebacker. There's a, there's, a, there's a lot of people that they could be in the market for, but they are making news because they have cleared the most cap space of any team in the NFL so far. Correct, and it's actually an insane amount of money that they've cleared up. So two days ago, let's go, let's go uh, from two days ago, the Dolphins were $16 million over the salary cap two days ago. Mm. Yesterday, they restructured, yesterday after the show, Tron Armstead's contract. They free up $11.9 million in space, and that moved the Dolphins from $1 million over the cap to $11 million under. And remember, they, okay. they released Byron Jones, so that's how they got from $16 million right. to $1 million over the cap. And they had restructured Bradley Chubb Correct. a couple days before that. Correct. Today, the Dolphins restructured Tyree Kill's contract. That saved the team $18 million against their salary cap. They converted his $10 million roster bonus and $16 million salary into a $24.835 million bonus and a $1.165 million salary, a.k.a. Stephen Ross has pockets and he's not afraid to use them, man. Well, and the thing, too, is you don't do that. You don't make Tyreek Hill take a million-dollar salary and give him 25 mil as a bonus unless there is a long-term plan to use that money somehow. You know what I mean? You don't do that out of thin air and just say, hey, you know the money we were going to pay you over a little bit of period of time? We just want to give it to you all at once right now as a bonus. The only reason you're doing that is because there is a plan. We don't know what the plan is, but you don't do that, specifically with Tyreek Hill. You don't do that and get him to buy into it, by the way, 
unless there's a plan. So let's recap. Two days ago, $16 million over the salary cap. Today, the Dolphins, $29 million under the cap. And they are now in the top 10 in the NFL with teams with cap space going into the offseason. And like you said, leaders so far in contract restructures over the past couple days. Dolphins, they opened up $49 million. $49 million. Yeah, I saw the... Uh... FIU Panthers, did you know they lost in the first round of this conference USA tournament? They I were did. A seven seed. They lost to a 10 seed. I did. They got hosed, though. They got hosed. Oh, they did? Yeah. Shady refereeing at the uh, Conference USA tournament? Yeah, I mean, you can never rely on these Conference USA officials. I didn't watch the game. I'm just assuming they got hosed. I have no idea oh, what right. happened. I got you. Because yeah. they could have gotten blown out by 30. It's possible, but right. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just assuming the referees hosed them. All right. And, uh, by the way, Hawk, the NFL announced the full order of this year's draft. Dolphins, their first pick is the number 51 overall pick in the second round. All right. Make sure you join us at our watch party, wherever it might be. Are we doing a watch come party? Come the next day. You come the next day because right. we got nothing in the first part. Right. Uh, they have two picks in the third round, a pick in the sixth round, and a pick in the seventh round. All right. All right. Here's your schedule. Everybody, pull out a piece of pen, piece of paper. Piece of pen, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> pull out a piece of pen. Pull out a piece if of pen. If anybody has a piece of pen near them, because why would you save a piece of pen? But if you did, you broke a pen, there was a piece of pen, you saved it, you kept it near you. Just for this situation, pull out your piece of pen. Piece of pen and a paper. Let's go. Let's get serious. Kane Hoops versus Duke in the semifinals of the ACC tournament, 7 p.m. How can you trust me with any of this information after a piece of pen? That game. Yeah, no, it does become a little more questionable. Yeah, 7 p.m. tonight. That game is live on FM 104.3, The Shark. All right. If they make the finals, which they will, be confident. They will. Speak it into existence. If they make the finals, it would be tomorrow in Greensboro, also on The Shark at 8. Okay. So if you want to hear Kane's basketball tonight, possibly tomorrow, 104.3 FM, The Shark. And Selection Sunday is also live on WQAM, by the way. Joe Zagaki in Hollywood, 6 to 9 p.m. They're doing a Selection Sunday show live at the Watsco Center. Or live from Very Coral cool. Gables. I, I'm not sure Very if it's cool. at the Watsco Center, but it's at right. UM. Very cool. Panthers, Blackhawks tonight, 7 p.m. The game is on 96.5 FM HD2. Tomorrow's right, game. That down with my piece of pen. Tomorrow's game is also live on ninety-six point five FM HD two. The Winnipeg Jets, seven p.m. All right. Heat Cavs tonight, eight p.m. It's that rare eight p.m. start time, Hawk. Shocking, because the uh, games usually start at seven thirty. You're saying it's eight tonight? It's on five sixty WQM. No Duncan Robinson, as Hawk mentioned. No Lowry. Mm. As we talked about yesterday, Nikolajovic still with Sioux Falls uh, with the Sky Force. All right. Tomorrow's game against the Magic in Orlando is a 7 p.m. start time. Preheat on QAM at 5.45. All right. Very good. Inter-Miami tomorrow at New York City FC, 7.30 p.m. That game is live on FM 104.3 HD2. All right. Very HD2. good. Pretty wild if they could start out 3-0. Yeah, New York City FC 
hasn't won. Uh, they're they lost a game and they drew, they drew a game as well. So they have just one point right now. So this Middle Tennessee team won't go away. What channel is that on? Uh, CBS Sports Network. Hmm. Good luck getting that one. Yeah, no shot. <laughs> Give up right now. And then. I'll throw this in. Canes baseball opens up a three-game series versus NC State tonight at 7 p.m. Hawk, tomorrow is a layup. Is 80s night at the light. It is? 80s night at the light tomorrow. I wish I was going, but I got I got a lot on the docket. You got a Panthers game. You got a Heat game. You have potentially an ACC championship game. Saturday night is OP Live on Reels. There's Inner Miami. I, I just I can't make it down to the light. <laughs> On reels? Yeah, you don't watch OP Live? I do not. I do not. Oh, best show on television. Friday night, Saturday night. My Friday nights and Saturday nights are booked forever. Dan Abrams, Curtis Sticks uh, something, <laughs> and uh, the other guy's name. There's Sticks and Curtis. Yeah, I just, I just melded the two. That's good. Dan, Sticks, Curtis. All right, your Players' Championship leaderboard update. It's brought to you by Edwin Watts Golf Shops, home of the 90-day 100% satisfaction guarantee, serving golfers around the country since 1968. Right now, your leader, Chad Ramey. He's at 10 under on the tourney. And today, 2 under right now. And uh, how about Colin Morikawa? He's second right now at 7 under, currently even today. All right, very good. Again, that's brought to you by Edwin Watts Golf Shops, home of the 90-day 100% satisfaction guarantee, serving golfers around the country since 1968. Want some weather? Sure. It's brought to you by the Demesman and Dover Law Firm. Call them, 866-954-MORE. Visit their website, youraccidentattorneys.com. It's around 80 degrees right now. Actually, a really nice day in Miami, Hawk, and it's supposed to be a little chilly tonight. Just a little chilly. So I'm breaking out the turtleneck. For the heat game tonight. How do you feel about that? <laughs> a little chilly. I'm not necessarily certain that the weekend we change the clocks. You mm -hmm. know, you change the clocks yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. I I'm not certain on March 10th you break out the turtleneck. I'm How breaking about December out. December or January you do the turtleneck? Like, we're into spring almost here. We're spring forward tomorrow. I'm breaking out the turtleneck. Last day of winter tonight. That's ridiculous. At Miami Dade Arena. Is it the last day of winter? I mean, our spring forward? Doesn't that mean spring is beginning? Well, I, it's just a way to remember that you move the clocks forward rather right. than fall back. But yeah. I, I don't know if today's actually the last day of winter. I have no idea. I just know I saw the weather tonight. The lows are going to be in the mid-60s. And I said, perfect opportunity. Pull out the mm. turtleneck. Turtleneck So you're suit. saying you didn't wear the turtleneck, though, in December, January, or February? Not once. So the first time you're going to wear the turtleneck? is March 10th, the day before we turn the clocks forward. Hell yeah. And it's going to yeah, look big so fire. It's going to look big fire. mistake. Yeah, that's terrible. I got the suit. I got the jacket. And I got the turtleneck. <laughs> I got you. I'll send you a pic, Hawk. It's going to look yeah, real please nice. Please do. Please yeah. do. If you don't start doing super followers tonight, you are missing the boat. <laughs> uh, that's your weather. All right, very good. Uh, Mike Cuno from CBS4, he's going to join us in the next segment. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. Someone texts in, they want to know if you'll honk your horn. How about that? Hawk and Crowder. Here is the tweet from Mike Garofolo, NFL Network. The Dolphins 
have informed quarterback Tua Tonga-Vailoa they are picking up his fifth-year option, sources say. Once executed, Tonga-Vailoa will be guaranteed $23.2 million for the 2024 season. Another indication Miami is confident Tonga-Vailoa will be their quarterback for a long time. So everything we were going to talk with Mike Cuno about doesn't matter. So we'll just move on. Now, Mike Cuno from CBS4 <laughs> is on the Toyota of Hollywood Hotline, and he hosts Dolphins Weekly Live on CBS4 during football season. So he is our dude. He's been avoiding us for a few weeks. And then uh, I told him that Crowder was off today, and he said, you name the time, I'm coming on. So by process of elimination, <laughs> I have determined it is Crowder's fault that Cuno has not been on in a while. Hello, Mike. See so I got it backwards. I thought it was going to be Crowder and not you. So that's why I said yes today. <laughs> little did you know. So, little did you know. Yeah, little little did I know. I've been bamboozled. So, what, uh, what's your take? Because here's the thing with Tua. They have said all the right things this offseason. It's the first offseason in Tua's career where Chris Greer has been adamant. Tua's our guy. Mike McDaniel has been adamant. Tua's our guy. But then... They start clearing all this cap space, and you go, hmm, are they making cap space for Tom Brady? Are they making cap space for Lamar Jackson? Uh, Linda Cohn at ESPN suggested they were making <laughs> cap space for Aaron Rodgers. But in the meantime, they have been really straightforward in saying Tua's our guy, and Tua now, fifth-year option, gets picked up. So what 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 do you take from all this? Um, I, I take that the, they've think he can be the guy I mean I I really think the way that offense looked last year when he was in it as opposed to when he was not kind of showed you the precipitous drop in production and so they knew they at least have a guy who can run Mike McDaniel's offense pretty darn well I mean his numbers were higher than than most in the NFL for a long time I mean I think you go back to Jeff Darlington just the other day reported that that you know the Dolphins weren't going to sign anyone this off or pursue anyone this off season a starting quarterback because McDaniel believed he was the perfect quarterback for their system. So to me, it just kind of just shows you that it wasn't lip service, it wasn't smoke screens just happening at the at the combine, all that stuff. That they actually believe it, and and now now you see he's going to get not only this year but. 2024 to uh to prove that yeah i i think crowder and i talked about it this week where it was like hey if i said to you are the dolphins a playoff team next season are they an elite team next season the answer is yes if two was mm-hmm. out there for at least 14 of the 17 games right so that that does tell you all you need to know you saw enough last season like you said with and without them like that's all you need to know. If he can stay healthy, they're they're an elite team. Yeah, I mean the offense the offense is only going to improve because they can they can figure out what's going to happen with the running back position. Obviously, they don't have really anyone on the roster side besides Savon Ahmed who just you know re up today. But they could still go out there and improve that position. And then now you're you're two in this system. You're two with Tyreek. You're two with Waddle. Um, you know maybe they go out and get a tight end, but I, I just think I just think you look at the difference between 
you know, with him and without him. And you could see, hey, the Dolphins at least believe they have a quarterback. There are a lot of teams out there that don't know what their quarterback situation looks like and are putting all their eggs in the baskets of guys like Will Levis and Anthony Richardson. No knock on those guys, but you, those are kind of giant question marks that all of a sudden are getting picked in the top 10 uh, of the NFL draft. And Miami probably doesn't feel like it's that big of a question mark to have a quarterback. So knowing now that the Dolphins are picking up to his fifth-year option, because Rich Eisen had said, don't be surprised if Brady ends up with the Dolphins, and then Brady denied it. And then Barry Jackson wrote a column in the Miami Herald where he was saying, essentially, all these journalists are making stuff up when it comes to Tua for some reason, and that the Dolphins are secure with Tua. But then yesterday I saw the Patriots broadcaster, Scott Zolak, said that Brady is definitely in play for the Dolphins. With, with them picking up the fifth-year option, unless Tom Brady is coming here as a backup, which I find very hard to believe, uh, with, with them picking up the fifth-year option, all that stuff is done, right? You don't have to pay attention to a Lamar Jackson rumor, a Tom Brady rumor, an Aaron Rodgers rumor. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's obviously what that means because, now look, the, the, the salary cap space that they, they just created – does not mean they were gonna they were creating it for Lamar Jackson. If you go up and down this lineup, there was a lot of guys that they have to possibly replace, both on offense and defense, who are on one year deals. So they needed to pay some of these guys to either bring them back or replace them. So it wasn't necessarily an indication that, you know what, they're making room for a Lamar Jackson. They're making room for a Tom Brady. This was just uh, just what had to be done so they could kind of fill out their roster. Um, and I think that's where they stand right now. And, yeah, they, I think this this will finally put it to bed, you know, at least until next off season, because then you get into the territory of an extension, of a new deal. But that will, you know, that will obviously hinge on what happens in 23. Are you surprised by this, Mike? Are you, uh, and, and I know you're not surprised at the fact that they, ex- no. they exercise this fifth-year yeah. option. I, I'm, I think we're all kind of in the same boat where – you see what Daniel Jones gets, and ultimately this is the best decision for the franchise. But considering that, you know, Lamar Jackson is in play, and considering that because of his durability, all the questions we talked about over the past couple of months, are you surprised mm-hmm. by Chris Greer putting all moving all in on Tua going forward? No, I, I'm I'm not. You guys actually asked me this question at at the end of the season, and I said I, I wouldn't be surprised if they if they picked up the option, um, you know, look, did it take a little while for them to do it? Yeah, but I also think that's, you know, you, to an extent, also have to do some due diligence, right? You have to see where he was at. I don't think he was even cleared of the concussion protocol at the time, you know, just not even from a health standpoint, but also what the QB market might have been. Because there were a lot of guys out there. I mean, Derek Carr, uh, Aaron Rodgers, now Lamar Jackson, like, there were some things out there. Maybe, maybe it took this long because he kind of want to see how that was going to shake out. Um, but they at least knew they had a competent quarterback who can who can run Mike McDaniel's offense. So to me, it wasn't that big of a surprise. Also, like you know, we have short term memories. I think on this. Remember at the beginning of, of last season, even in, in training camp, there's the love fest between Tua and McDaniel. And it's not like, you know, it's not like that went anywhere, right? It still seems like that relationship um, is good and in good standing. So, you know, I, I just think it just becomes a fan thing. You see, like, 
a shiny new toy out there and you're like, Ooh, what if we did this? What if we did that? And so, you know, maybe the dolphins were just, you know, waiting for things to settle in the QB market, but I think they, they at least knew they had a quarterback. No, that's a good point too, that uh, sometimes you could you have a great relationship at the beginning and you can sense that it starts to fray towards the end. It never did. So I think that yeah. tells you all that you need to know about Mike McDaniel's thoughts on, on Tua. But so let's talk about the restructured contracts then, because Mike, Mike Cuno from CBS4 is with us, those Dolphins Weekly Live. Um, mm-hmm. They restructured the contracts of Bradley Chubb a couple days ago. They're going to release Byron Jones. They restructured Teron Armstead and then Tyreek Hill today. And, and I said to Solana at the beginning of the show, you know, you don't all of a sudden tell Tyreek Hill, hey, you know the money we were going to pay you over a few years' time. Let's just give it to you all at once. You don't do that just because you're a great guy. There's a plan somewhere, right? So what is, what is the plan? They have freed up a ton of salary cap space. Yeah, so it was it was funny. At the end of the season, I went and, and did, like <laughs> pulled out – I made a spreadsheet on my computer of all the guys who were free agents or going into their final year of the contract, and there was a lot of guys on this roster. So as I said before, they have to bring some guys back. Who knows, maybe extend some guys. Um, they have to fill out their 53 for sure. But I think it also leaves them enough money to go attack positions of need. You know, maybe you saw what they were able to do at left tackle in free agency last year with Tron Armstead. Maybe do you address right tackle? Do you address tight end? Do you go out and get a corner um, with experience or another safety with experience for Vic Fangio? So it's going to be interesting. With them not having a first-round pick, I think they, they're going to have to spend – on something to me it's just which side of the ball is going to get it uh you know goldie made a good point on our show uh last week is is does mike mcdaniel went out on someone on offense or does big banjo went out on someone on defense so it'll be interesting to see you know where they end up spending that money because of that first they don't have like you know a first round talent coming coming their way in this year's draft we talked about this earlier in the week, and I don't know if you saw the reports that the Titans are willing to move on from Derrick Henry. So mm-hmm. there's been speculation, and according to some sports books, the Dolphins uh, have some of the better odds to land Derrick Henry. Could you see the Dolphins making another big splash in the trade market? I know they opened up a ton of cap space. I know they have to fill out their 53, and I think you make a great point with Fangio coming in. He may want some shiny new toys as well, but – could you see Miami finally going out and getting much better in the running back room? Because that was one of the big surprises with McDaniel, right? That the the running backs the the, the running back situation, not that it was terrible all season, it improved over time. Mm-hmm. It was never what we expected when he came here. Yeah, so I think with McDaniel and running backs, I think it takes a certain kind of running back to operate well in this system. Because we heard in the in you know training camp from Chase Edmonds how you know he was dealing with the challenges of figuring out how to change his style of running to McDaniel's system, and so it doesn't work out for everyone. Because look what happened: Edmonds, after a little while, just didn't end up fitting in here. But we've seen him be a successful player in this league in different systems. So I think that may have a little bit to play in who they get. Do they believe someone? can come in and, and run that style. Uh, Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert were two guys McDaniel knew from San Francisco. And I think that's why you said, or you heard um, Greer say at the combine that, 
you, they wouldn't be surprised if that was if they brought, played run it back with their running backs this year, right? They had those two guys back because of their relationships with McDaniel and the way they kind of caught steam, I think, towards the end of the year. So I don't think it's a, it's a given that, you know, maybe they make the splash for Derrick Henry if they can get a, running, a young running back in the draft, maybe the second, third round, that they think they can mold. Maybe you see, maybe you see them attack that position there. What, uh, what has your most attention this weekend, Cuno? You got the Heat playing Friday and Saturday, and I was telling mm-hmm. Solana, like, I want to see him win tonight, but you can't lose in Orlando tomorrow. Those losses are off the table right now because everything's too important. Yeah. Panthers tonight and tomorrow as well, and they really need to come away with four points in those two games because they're not playing great opponents. And then you got the Hurricanes tonight, and then if they win – uh, you would have an ACC championship game tomorrow or selection Sunday. What, 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 have, what, or inter Miami, which one of these things there, or the XFL, which one of these things has your, your most attention? Uh, definitely. Well, I'll, I'll be peeking in on the, the, the players, the, the golf this weekend as well, but it's gotta be uh-huh. the hurricanes. Cause look, I was at, um, I was at the game against Pitt. The other day, but I've been to a number of games this year, and this is a really good Hurricanes basketball team. And to see them make the Elite Eight last year and to, to kind of like follow that run was a lot of fun. And it seems like this might be it's a different team, but could be a better team than we saw last year. They have a lot of really good guards who can score. And I just think, I just think it'd be so interesting this time of year to see them kind of on a stage nationally where now like college basketball fans are kind of like, Oh, my Miami's back again. You know, we remember this team. They beat Auburn last year. who was a two seed. Like, like you don't want to face the hurricanes because all of a sudden they've become a, a more well, well-rounded, you know, athletic program with, with basketball um, in the mix now, it seems like every year for the tournament. So I kind of like to see how far UM can take this in the ACC tournament. They're obviously going to be a pretty high seed no matter what happens tonight or over the weekend. Um, but, yeah, I, I think what Coach L is doing down there is a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm with you. I said that to Solana as well. You know, I don't want to see them peter out just because it's Duke tonight, and Duke will have home court advantage. But the, the and Hurricanes, they smacked remember, Duke. They smacked yeah, Duke earlier they in the year. Remember, Duke was never even in that game. Um, at home, I, though. I, at home. I, on, on the road, correct. So uh, on the road they the, blew the, a lead. The Hurricanes are underdogs tonight, and they're the one seed yeah. in the tournament. And uh, and Duke's going to have that, obviously, the payback factor from earlier, but also the fact that it's going to be a home, a raucous tournament crowd. Um, I, I'm kind of with you. Like, I want to see them win the ACC, and I want to see them do well in the tournament. I kind of believe that they're better than last season as well, That's which is crazy yeah, and- because they went to the Elite Eight. I think they are deeper – this season than last deeper scoring for sure they they definitely yeah. are when they when they start forcing turnovers and they get out and run they're such a quick team um it's it's hard for people to stay up with them and that's why you saw i think you saw that blowout against duke but the other thing is with the panthers and the heat it's been a it, you know last year it was like complete polar opposite like the heat were near the top of the east for much of the season and the Panthers were obviously just like the most fun team and maybe all the sports in the regular season we've seen in a long time. But now with those two, it's like pulling teeth, trying to get wins. And um, so it's fun to watch 
a Hurricanes team that has kind of dominated all season um, kind of grab the spotlight here. They could, you know, with the Heat and Panthers struggling right now, they can they can kind of grab the attention of South Florida if they do this right. And also uh, this weekend, the World Baseball Classic, Cuno. WBC. I even have a message from them. The World Baseball Classic is here and heavy traffic is expected. Fans are strongly encouraged to use alternative methods to get to the games. A WBC transportation hub has been established at the Government Center in downtown Miami to make travel to and from the games easier. If you want more information, go to marlins.com slash WBC transportation. That's marlins.com slash WBC transportation. Did I sound like a news anchor there? You did. You nailed it. I, I think right. I'll tell Elliot Rodriguez he's, uh, he's got some competition. Right. Can you please submit that to Elliot Rodriguez? And then maybe on Sunday nights, uh, I'll be delivering the news, and you and Solana will be doing the sports. That's what I'm talking about. Where's, right. where's Crowder and all this, huh? Crowder. I mean, Crowder's living about? that pivot life. I mean, he's got the, no time for AM radio and, uh, and us little schmoes. Man, he just <laughs> forgot all about you, huh? Sounds like uh, sounds like a little moment, schmoes. It happens. Schmoes. All right, the breaking news: if uh, if you didn't hear it earlier, the Dolphins have informed Tua Tagovailoa they're picking up his fifth-year option. Sources say once executed, Tagovailoa will be guaranteed twenty-three point two million dollars for the twenty twenty-four season. Another indication Miami is confident. Tua will be their quarterback for a long time. There you go, Mike Cuno, CBS Sport. Thank you as always, Mike. We love you and have a great weekend. Thanks, guys. You too. You like coleslaw? No. All right. I See was you next just week. about to say love you too, but no. See ya. Love you. Bye. <laughs> there you go, Mike Cuno. It's too coleslaw healthy. Hating. It's too healthy. <laughs> coleslaw coleslaw hating Mike Cuno. He's too but healthy. Coleslaw's healthy. Co- no, it's it's may it's mayonnaise. It's not healthy. Vegetables. It's, it's the vegetables. Antithesis of, of healthy. It's what are you talking about? It's vegetables. It's mayo. It's mayo it's based. Vegetables. But it's vegetables. Right. But if you put C- Caesar dressing on salad, it's no longer healthy. But you can't say that it's Caesar dressing. It's still lettuce. It's still salad. But it's like un- you. It's cabbage and carrots. Like, you can't say it's just, it's not a bowl of mayo. Hawk. It's cabbage and carrots. Yes or no? No, no, no. I'm not disagreeing with well, it's vegetable-based, but it, it's all drenched in mayo, which is just pure fat. And Cuno has 0% body fat. The guy doesn't put anything in his body with fat. Vinegar-based coleslaw is not mayo-based. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. I, I mean, you, you got me there. You can't argue that. No, you, got you can't argue it. You got me there. That's fine. There you go, Mike Cuno. Florida Atlantic is clinging to a uh, 67-65 lead with 2.6 seconds left. Middle Tennessee had a chance to tie the game. They were down four, hit a three, and got fouled. Dude went to the line and missed the free throw. They could have tied the game. So now Middle Tennessee is inbounding the ball down three. They've got a good look three. Oh, it went off the back of the rim. It went off the back of the rim. FAU advances. I lose the bet. But FAU advances over Middle Tennessee. 68-65. Middle Tennessee had an unbelievable look to hit the game-tying three. 
They inbounded the ball from underneath their own basket, threw it three quarters of the length down the court. Guy had a great open look at three, and it just clanked off the back of the rim. Middle Tennessee is ruining your life. They're ruining your life. They're killing me. I hate Middle Tennessee. I don't mind the outskirts of Tennessee. Oh, do I hate that middle part of that Tennessee. That middle part? Unbelievable. All right, there you go. Let's take a break. Three o'clock hour coming up, Hockman and Crowder. You're listening to the Hawk and Crowder Show. Azucar! Hawk and Crowder.